0: Your weekly look at the new release <laughs> shelf begins right now. How about something really exciting? New and excitingly different. That's a record. Enjoy the lift you get from the perfect blend of their new album. and they key. dropping. and From the capital of Canada, you're listening to the
1: Album Drop. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the Album Drop is on the air. Hi again, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'm Phil Shirakawa. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. A lot of hard rockin' tunes. In the second half of the program, we'll be talking to Mike Peters, who's a drummer from Cancer Bats. They're coming to town this week, and we're uh, going to have a wonderful little chat about uh, all things cancer. Batty. Not, No actual conversation about uh, cancer or bats. Um Spoiler alert, sorry. But that when we're just gonna talk about their music and stuff. But I, uh, to to get us there, let's uh let's play some awesome tunes. Uh and, and and I've got quite a few lined up for you, including brand new stuff from Pop. Morbid Stuff is the name of their new records, their third album and it's out now. And if you've heard this band then you know that they do a great job of encapsulating pop punk while being really hard and rocking and writing about You know, very, very descriptive and innate at times. Things, the the band has this wonderful ability uh, to to paint a picture, um, and and not uh, necessarily, you know, something you know weird or kind of graphic or anything obscene like that. No, instead, um, I find that this band can really write about relatable subjects. I know there was a song on their last record um, that was about a highway in Toronto that if anybody who's ever lived there has sat in traffic on and can can, uh, almost undoubtedly relate to. It's just a fantastic mix of raw aggression and rock and roll sensibility with enough of a pop kind of hooky ability, catchiness to it that a lot of the tunes get you uh, sing along by the end of it. And what's the problem with that? We'll start with a tune called Free At Last. It's brand new stuff from Pup, and it's here on the album drop.
0: This show check out past episodes
1: at the albumdrop.ca From the record morbid stuff it's brand new music from Pup here on the album drop that was scorpion hill that's fading out in the background i also heard bare hands free at last was the first one that we played from the release which is available everywhere now and normally on this program i like to give a hard time to the people that write over at pitchfork because you know their 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 subjectivity is uh, somewhat skewed but for once i actually agree with one of their reviews Uh, in their 7.9 review of this record they write Morbid stuff is the angriest that Pump has ever sounded, but it's not a cry for help It's a cry of freedom the sound of a band realizing that anger is liberating when depression is intractable and incurable And I think that kind of nails it, you know It's it's really tough out there being a Canadian band, especially a Canadian band. That's got Some notoriety like people know who you are you can get booked at festivals around the world doesn't mean you're gonna make any money It doesn't mean you're going to make enough money to live, or enough money to justify the things you have to give up from regular life in order to live that life. And I think that's kind of what this record is all about. This is The Album Drop. Thanks a lot for listening to our show. I'm Phil Shurikawa. This is episode 407 of this fine program, and if you uh, like what you're hearing, there are many, many more available to stream or download anytime at your discretion for free via our website, thealbumdrop.ca. Of course, the most recent episodes are always available to stream at chuo.fm on the CHUO On Demand Player. There's a lot of great stuff there, too. Uh, not just my show, but that that's there as well. So again, thank you all for being a part of what we're doing here today. So let's talk about Panorama. It's the fourth LP from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan-based hardcore act, La Dispute. This is their first record in a few years, and it's not their first release in a few years because the band is rather prolific. They uh, they do a lot of EPs and they release singles every now and again. And on, on that stuff, you know, they, they get rather experimental at times, doing uh, some spoken word stuff and you know, kind of jazz-oriented, progressive kind of stuff. But when they when they uh, when they finally get down to cut a record, um, they write uh, the kind of post-hardcore that they've been writing for many many years now. And it kind of puts them in this, you know, uh, they they very, um, rightfully so at times, uh, embrace uh, the tag that uh, they're kind of caught up in the latest uh, wave of uh, you know post-hardcore, the wave, as uh, some of the bands call it. Because it's not it's not it's not punk, it's not metal, but it's not not either of those things either. You know, the tunes are hard, the lyrics are insightful, and at 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 times rather emotional um, and the music is just really good that's, um, that's the big takeaway from uh, what we're listening to here this is their debut record on Epitaph from it we'll start with a tune called Anxiety Panorama it's brand new music from La Dispute and it's here on the album drop
2: you're listening to the album drop we should be friends like us on facebook follow us on twitter or connect with us on instagram
0: to the album drop.
1: From the record Panorama, it's brand new music from La Dispute, here on the album drop. That was called There You Go, Hiding Place. Road of Night and Grief was before that. And Anxiety Panorama was the first one that we played from the fourth LP from the group out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, out now on Epitaph Records. So you can buy that in major record stores or most independent shops, as well as through Bandcamp or the Epitaph or La Dispute's websites. And I was reading on their Twitter feed. Uh, they're on tour right now, going across the U.S. And they've uh, they've they've got a you know a, a, a somewhat of an elaborate stage set up with projections and lighting and whatnot. But they've reached out to uh, a not for profit organization so that they can uh, make the uh, the 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 venue and uh, the stage area a safe space for people that suffer from seizures and epilepsy, which I had never really considered until right now to be a uh, probably a, a really tough thing for some some people that that have issues with those things you know with, with the, the strobe lights and the flashing and the lights off and on and you know moving around and all that sort of thing so good on them um for making what is likely a very very little change to be more inclusive to their audience this is the album drop and i thank you for listening to our show my name is phil shurikawa we're going to take our only break of the hour but I implore you to stick around because uh, when we return we'll be talking to Mike Peters he plays drums in the band Cancer Bats Uh, they're coming to town this weekend uh, playing a show Saturday night at the 27 Club we're going to talk all about uh, everything Cancer Bat related you don't want to miss any of that, stick around it's all going to happen right after this
0: you're only moments away from more great music the album drop will return We're on Twitter, and now we're back on your radio. Now, let's get back to the album drop. Here's Phil Shirakawa.
1: Like like the... And we are back here on the album drop, CHU089.1 FM. I'm Phil Shirakawa, and Mike Peters has been a longtime drummer for Canadian metal hardcore band Cancer Bats group's coming to town this weekend playing a show at the 27 Club, we had a chance to chat earlier this week, talked a little bit about uh, them pulling a Beyonce with their last record, a little bit about the Juno Awards, and uh, we even had a chance to talk about uh, telephone technology.
3: My wife is on this thing about getting a landline, and I just don't understand it.
1: Oh, um, actually, it's funny, because I had that conversation with my wife last year, and we got hers. Um, oh, really? And you got one? I I did it uh it's oh, good yeah. it well it sparked because uh, last year we had uh, a hell of a tornado rip through ottawa and yeah
3: we were actually there for it
1: oh okay so then so, so yeah. you know um yeah
3: yeah we were playing the octoberfest the bose octoberfest last year when that
1: went through oh right on that's like that's, coo- that's a cool that's a cool spot um yeah it was awesome but uh we were at a, we were at it like we live right in the city and we were out of power for almost three days yeah oh wow so uh i mean like thankfully there's enough uh there there's enough gas stations and outlying towns that we were able to to not overly suffer but yeah know, right if it was any worse or if it had been the winter or whatever we wouldn't have been able to even charge our phones and the only way we would yeah. have been able to communicate as my wife so very clearly reminded me <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that's it that's that is that's my wife's argument, too, is that, you know, if anything happens, at least the landline will work.
1: I mean, we never use ours, but it's here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a phone number I never give out, it rings a lot, too, but that's... Uh,
3: right. Do you get a lot of... Is it just telemarketers calling, kind it, of thing, or...
1: Lots of robocalls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. O- the occasional, uh, I guess it's a recycled number, I get a lot of calls for people that aren't me. Um, right, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's sure fun to answer, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a thing.
3: I have kids now, so it's like, maybe they'll like they'll like it, you know? They'll have fun. They can
1: call their friends or something like that. <laughs> teach them about how it used to be. Yeah, exactly. We've got a rotary phone. And <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it hard to, f- to keep a balance between uh, doing the family thing and uh, still doing the rock and roll thing? Uh,
3: yeah, definitely. But uh, I think, like, the band is at a good place where... You know we've put in the years of really grinding it out um, so we're not so keen or in need to do that anymore and then uh, also you know the guys are like brothers so they're pretty understanding of the whole situation
1: absolutely yeah how long how long have you been uh, together as a band now it's been quite a while right
3: yeah I, I've been in the band for 14 years and uh, Jay's been in the band for twelve, I guess. And The band started the year before I joined, so this band's been going, for, I guess, for fifteen years.
1: So that that's a long yeah. time, especially yeah. by the standards of both punk rock and the standards of Canadian bands. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely been going strong. But what do you attribute to uh, th- that longevity? Is it is it simply willpower or uh, or what?
3: Yeah, I think I think that. Um, like, number one was that, you know, we all came at it with the attitude that we didn't want to really do anything else with our lives, you know, like we wanted to make, we wanted to do whatever we could to make it sort of like a career. Absolutely. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, so it was just kind of like we just all, we all had that mindset from the, from day one. Um, and, it, you know, it took a few years, like it took, I I was the drummer on the first album but I wasn't the first drummer so it took them you know finding me and I moved from Winnipeg to Toronto to join the band and then eventually um, you know two years later we found Jay even like we had been friends with Jay for a long time but he was kind of that guy Like he's a a phenomenal guitar player and uh, it took you know two bass players to kind of go like Jay is the guy who's going to who wants to do this like we don't have a spot for him to play guitar, but let's see if he'll play bass because he's the guy who will like first and foremost want a tour and go and play music all the time and then secondly he's talented enough that he could just pick up the bass and start playing and and I know he'll do it right you know and both have worked out 12 years later. yeah it's pretty awesome so absolutely. Never
0: gonna quit, never quit, never gonna quit
1: i saw your band was actually in a hockey arena i saw you guys uh, here in ottawa huh. uh, it, was, yep. it was that tour with uh, against me and uh on fire and billy talent yeah um yep. and of course you've played you know all pretty much every kind of show you can imagine from big european festivals to nightclubs that are probably half empty So you're coming to town later this week uh, to play the 27 Club, uh, which is obviously a a much smaller nightclub. Does the preparation for that, is that any different than, uh, you know, playing for, like, 50,000 people at a festival?
3: Uh, No. The way I like to look at that sort of thing is that, um, or at least for me, being the drummer, I always like to look at it as, like, this is the perfect place to, like, you know, the goal, the big... Show is playing to fifty thousand people, and not to, you know, dismiss the Twenty Seven Club. You know, it's like that show's going to be amazing. We're going to have a great time. But, you know, I've been practicing and trying to work out like certain tempos for songs and stuff like that because I find, you know, the Twenty Seven Club, we start raging and and the crowd energy and everybody, and then we're playing everything really fast, and that is not to me is like okay that's cool that's in the club it's not so bad but when you're on stage and your nerves are going to 50,000 people like you want the the 50th 51st thousandth person to hear you know a really good quality song so to me it's like if i can be playing the songs at the right speed the right way in the 27 club then i can be playing them to 50,000 people the right way so it's just like I don't know. I I like to look at it as like I have to give it the exact same energy so that it's consistent whether I'm playing the 27 club or playing to 50,000 people. And that's kind of, I don't know, where my head's at right now anyway.
1: No, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I I guess it's probably in in, in a smaller setting, it's probably easier to get a better... uh, Idea of what you're sounding like kind of in real time as opposed to having to for sure pull back a tape yeah. and let's do it afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah,
3: exactly. Because you play like, and we've got, and summer's coming up, you know, we've got like heavy Montreal coming up and a whole bunch of European festivals. So it's just kind of like this tour, you know, and then we at right after this, we go into the festivals. So it's just like, you know, this is like getting the set up and running, getting everything going for in preparation for those festivals so it's
1: like like, yeah.
3: a, like like a warm up, like a warm-up like a tune-up kind of deal like a tune-up yeah i guess because for me it's also like i've been uh i sat out two tours because i had had a baby in january oh congratulations thank you yeah so so i uh had a friend fill in for two tours so i am also a little you know I've been sitting around with a baby on the show they're thinking about these things yes <laughs> <Which, laughs> not actually
1: just too which is a totally different kind of heavy than banging your banging the drums for 45 minutes a night absolutely exactly oh yeah, yeah. No, no question yeah. about it man um, so uh you guys put out a record last year called the spark that moves and uh, yeah. aside from you know the, the 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 fantastic sound on that record the thing that um really kind of caught my attention was uh, the lack of pre-promotion? You guys just kind of, you know, didn't really give any warning. It's just like, hey, here's a new record. It's out now. Um, yeah. How did uh, how did that decision come to be?
3: Um. Well, it came it came through a lot of of things. Like, uh, I guess, twenty seventeen, we started. Um, we got the rights back of our first four albums, and so we were like, then that got the wheels motion working in our brains like why we should just have our own label you know like we ha- now have four records and we could do an, we're, our own uh, the next record on our own you know we've we've built up this big fan base all across the world you know We the last album we signed to a major label it didn't change things that much we were kind of still doing the same things seeing the same people at shows you know it's like and in 2019 you, you know or 2018 you don't you know it's just like i can talk to every fan they can direct message me on instagram or facebook and i'll write them back you know so it's just like we have this direct line we can sell the records and you know it's like something new for the band to do too was to so and maybe that's you know also what helps keep us going for 15 years so we started doing that we started putting together um like a business plan and marketing plan for the album and uh you know we just kept me and liam kept talking about it and we decided that we should just drop the album we had the hail destroyer 10-year anniversary shows going on and we thought what better way to like make noise about a record than you know we had two sold out nights at lee's palace in toronto and a whole handful of like four sold out nights at the underworld in london england it's like We have all these super cool shows, like if we went in with a new record and we could just sell it at those shows, we'll sell tons of copies of the record and we'll talk to people about it. And so we we had the plan like probably six months in advance or even longer because we were putting together plans and marketing and I mean we had to figure out getting funding to do it all. So we had to put, you know, actually do all that kind of work as well as write an album so it was um it was a lot but it was it was fun because it was something new and uh i think it got everybody really excited about it and then when it released that way it got a lot of people really excited about the album too so i think it really worked like it uh we had been we hadn't put out a record in three or more years so you know it was just like People just woke up to it in their, on their Spotify and stuff like that, and it was just like super exciting. There was no singles, no, you know. Okay, we've got to get a single out. We've got to get do all these things. Like it was just like we, I mean, we did a lot of work in advance, and then it all just came out at once, and then it was just touring like normal.
1: (laughs) Sounds like a pretty positive experience.
3: It was great. It was great. I don't know if we could necessarily do it again because, you know, we kind of do it once, and then yeah, we'll figure out when that time comes if we'll do it again
1: or whatever but save save that for the next bat bat sabbath record
3: yeah exactly we gotta we gotta now we gotta figure out we get a a lot more touring coming up and then probably start taking some time to write another album yeah that kind of stuff put those motions and plans in motion
1: I also can't help but notice you guys uh, uh, a few times have been nominated for the Juno Award, but uh, haven't quite uh, haven't quite gra- grabbed that one yet. Is that that's something yeah. you think about at all? Is that a thing for you guys?
3: Well, you know what? Um, no,
1: I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. It's like you know,
3: we didn't we didn't win the last two Juno the last two times we've been nominated. Um this time I was like a little bit like I kind of really wanted it I think because we put out the record ourselves and we put so much work into it you know like we, I worked on this record for like like between Liam and I we were basically the record label and you know so I'd be like up at 5 in the morning with my first son uh, like rocking him doing phone calls to like Europe to make sure that the distribution deal was going to go through and stuff like that it's like you know, so I was just like, I put so much into this record and we had started, we started writing the record in my basement when my wife was like eight months pregnant oh, and wow. you know, so it's just like this whole, so many things happened to me over the course of this album. So it was just like, I kind of wanted it a little bit more, but at the same time, like Voivod won, you know, and Voivod's probably done that 10 times over. You know, they've been a band for 30 years It's like, of course they should have been. <laughs> So it's it, I'm not really like... If it was like some band I'd never heard of, then maybe I'd be a little bit bummed. But, you know, it was just like, oh, yeah, Voivod one, that's cool. And same with the the year bef- the time before um, Cataclysm one. In Cataclysm, I think i has been a metal band in Canada going for 30 years or something like that. So it's just like, you know, it's not really... There's, there, there's bands that have been doing the same thing as us for longer that uh, that I think now that there's a metal, a metal category that they can actually be included, they, they deserve to win those awards, you know? so Your time will come. Yeah, in 20 years. We've got to go 35 years and we'll win that award. <laughs>
1: well, uh, well, at least you got something to look forward to in the future, right?
3: Um, yeah, and we get, and we're. I think we're playing at least one or two festivals with Voivod this summer. So, hopefully, we'll get
1: to hang out and give them a hard time. Ab- oh, of course, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe, may- yeah. hey, maybe they'll have it with them. They can show it to you. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll bring it along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this thing. Yeah, it's just hol- it's holding up a corner of the desk. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's pretty cool to hear that uh, you, uh, in spite of all of the success that you and your band has had, that you're still willing to give it up to those who came before you. So there there there's nothing wrong with oh, that, Mike. That's course. for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. And they've been they've been they've been you know, like touring forever. I don't know if they've ever really like taken a break. You know, so putting out records and.
1: I've been doing this for almost 10 years as far as uh, writing about new music and talking about new music on the radio, and I feel like, yeah, they've been a constant presence uh, that whole yeah. time, at least. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saturday, um, April the 20th. it's um, the day. It's, uh, downtown Ottawa, the 27 Club, Cancer Bats. You, uh, any idea who's on the bill? To, does it matter? It comes to Cancer uh, bands, and you, you're going to get a yeah, good show?
3: No, yeah, yeah, there's... Um,
1: I can't remember the local band off that top of my head. Uh, but they're
3: like a local hardcore band, I think featuring some members of past hardcore bands and stuff like that. Like it's, um, And then Dead Quiet from Vancouver are doing the whole tour with us. Oh, which cool. is um Yeah, Kevin was in Barnburner, and he was in the Gorgeous for a little bit. So we've been friends with Kevin for a really long time. And this is his band, his new band from out west. They're kind of... Um, Stonery rock, but and like a little proggy. They got keyboards and stuff. It's really good, really really good. Lots of shredding. If you want to have your face shredded off, go come see us in Dead Quiet.
1: (laughs) Well, there you have it, everybody. Um, Mike, thank you so much for doing this with us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Going back to 2010 in a record called Bears, Mares, Scraps, and Bones. That's Cancer Bats and their take on Sabotage, the Beastie Boys classic. Will they play that one this weekend at the 27 Club? You'll have to go down Saturday night and find out for yourselves. We also heard Fear Will Kill Us All and Bed of Nails, both from their 2018 record The Spark That Moves Before That. Special thanks to uh, Mike Peters from the band uh, for chatting with us. Seems like a really uh, good head on that guy's shoulders. So go check him out and go support Canadian music. That's about all the time we have for this week. Thank you very much, everybody. This has been The Album Drop. We'll be back in seven days with a brand new episode of this show, but if you can't wait that long, no one's going to fault you for it. You can go to our website, thealbumdrop.ca, and stream past episodes. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram very simply as The Album Drop. So connect with us there and find out what's going on with this show and get ready for next week's episode. And let me know what you think about what we're doing here. Send me an email. It's phil at thealbumdrop.ca. Till next time, thanks for listening. I'm Phil Shurikawa. Thanks
0: for listening. Smell you
1: later. This whole thing has gone on long enough. Bye.
0: Have a beautiful time. If you missed anything or just can't get enough, check out thealbumdrop.ca.
2: I'll be back. When will this insanity
0: end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week. Okay, I've it.